This morning on the third hour of today, Tiger's legal battle. New claims of sexual harassment by golf legend Tiger Woods' ex-girlfriend and the $30 million lawsuit against him. Why today could be critical for the case. Plus, social media do's and don'ts, new guidelines for kids, what they should be avoiding, how to set boundaries, and what all parents need to be on the lookout for. Then, later, Bill Nye, live in Studio 1A, talking about his new show and 30 years of the science guy. And a Mother's Day meal that will leave the whole family stuffed and it only costs about 20 bucks. That's all ahead today, Tuesday, May 9th, 2023. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. And a good Tuesday morning. Welcome to this third hour of today. Craig Melvin, Jill Martin Brooks, Vicki Wynn. Present. As Chanel likes to say, cousins of the show. Yes. Um, and they're here because Al is out for his knee surgery. Hi, Al. Wishing him a speedy recovery. You know he's watching yeah, on that, too. Oh, he is. And, and Matt, our producer, said yeah. he's on a need-to-know basis oh, and texted it to Al. And Matt, he's very proud of you. Oh, so he's, he's laughing still. Oh. Uh, so Dylan's on assignment, <laughs> by the way. Dylan's on assignment. And Chanel, perhaps you saw a few minutes ago, our awesome. girl Chanel Jones is back with her people in Wichita, Kansas with something really exciting. We're going to check in with her in just a few moments. That was awesome. Uh, yeah, it was. But first, we do have a lot of ground mm -hmm. to cover on this Tuesday morning. We're going to start with Tiger Woods in a legal battle with his ex-girlfriend. Yeah, Erica Herman is suing Woods for $30 million. And now she's asking a judge to toss out the non-disclosure agreement that she signed. NBC's Kaylee Hartung is following the story this morning for us. Hey, Kaylee. Hey, good morning, guys. So today, Tiger Woods attorneys will ask a judge in Florida to keep that NDA in place and keep this case private. But Herman's lawyers are presenting evidence of their own, as she now claims she is a victim of sexual harassment. This morning, the latest legal fallout from Tiger Woods' relationship with his ex-girlfriend, Erica Herman. Woods and Herman began dating in 2015, while Herman was an employee at his Florida restaurant, The Woods Jupiter. According to court documents, Woods forced her to sign an NDA or else be fired from her job. Her team claims Woods, who was Herman's boss at the time, imposed an NDA on her as a condition to keep her job when she began having a sexual relationship with him. A boss imposing different work conditions on his employee because of their sexual relationship is sexual harassment. Sexual harassment is often about power differential at work. You can't imagine a bigger power differential than an employee at Tiger Woods' restaurant, which bears his name. Herman arguing the sexual harassment invalidates the NDA. In a 2017 email included in the filing, Herman raised concerns about the agreement with Woods' business manager, writing in part, If by chance TW does something that brings our relationship to an end, do I automatically lose my job? I don't have any problems with what's in the document, but with my whole life in his hands now, if something happened, I don't want to be in my 40s, heartbroken and jobless. Herman is also asking the court to deny the cause compelling arbitration and is suing Woods Trust for $30 million in a separate case, where she claims Woods kicked her out of his home where they lived together until October of last year, their breakup making headlines. According to Herman, Woods told her he planned a last-minute getaway for them to the Bahamas. But instead, she says they were met at the airport by a lawyer who informed her she would never see Woods or his home again. For now, the personal life of the famously private Woods, playing out publicly in a courtroom drama. Tiger Woods had ankle surgery last month, so it's unlikely we think that he'll appear in court today. Representatives for Woods and Herman did not respond to our request for comment, guys. All right. Uh, Kaylee Hartel. 
Kelly, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Let's turn now to some sweeping new guidelines just released by the American Psychological Association examining the the effects of social media use on adolescents and and laying out what parents should be doing. Our senior medical correspondent, Dr. John Torres, joining us now to help break it all down. Again, these just came out a short time ago, these guidelines. A lot of parents are very interested, but we should point out we're not talking about one size fits all. They, They vary based on a child's age, who they interact with online. But what can parents take away from the guidelines? And I think that's the main lesson here is that not one size fits all. Your children develop at certain stages. At younger ages, they can't handle quite the social media they can at later ages. And even a 10-year-old isn't a 10-year-old. Some of them are younger, some of them are more mature Mm -hmm. and can handle different things. So as a parent, you know your child and you know what they can and can't handle. So you need to start following them and realize that you need to step in and make sure that you are understanding what they're seeing, how they're interacting with that, and what their thought process is. Because what they learn now is going to follow them later in their years as children and definitely as adults, you want to make sure that you help them out there. Dr. Torres, something that Al Roker does that I have adopted in my own family Mm -hmm. is taking away the phones at night. That's one way at least you can limit screen time, which gets wildly out of control for a lot of us, even as adults. What are some of the key recommendations when it comes to what we parents can do to protect kids from social media harms? You know, when I was preparing for the segment, we were joking about when I was a kid, we used to have a flashlight and a comic book on the bed covers, (laughs) and now our parents would get mad about that. Well, this is our equivalent of that. So I agree with you, you know, taking it away before they go to bed because you can imagine if you're 14 years old and right as you're about to go to sleep, you look on social media and all your friends are at a party mm-hmm. you didn't get invited to. You're not going to sleep that night. And so make sure that you have limits and boundaries with your children. That's extremely important. And mentor the same thing for them. You know, if they see you using it yes. while they're talking to you, right. they're going to do the same thing. And have those adult-child discussions. Use these 10 points as a starting point and say, you know, what do you think of this? And start coaching them through what they need to know as they start getting older and even now. I was just going to say this pertains to adults, too. Yep. We all go down this rabbit hole, too, and set an example. Um, now let's get to the benefits, because there actually are some that came out of this, right? No, there's some great benefits to it, and they, even the American Psychological Association said, yes, we understand this is their life, and this is going to continue to be their life. You can't avoid social media, and it gives them those interactions. It gives them the ability to connect with other people in ways that we didn't have when we were children, but at the same time, it's that double-edged sword. You want to make sure that they're handling it well, and if they are having issues, particularly things with you know cyber hate type situations, bullying type situations, you know, looking at a lot of the the image issues that might be going on social media, you want to make sure that that's understood as well and have good dialogues with them. It said, you know, one of the things they talk about screening for signs of problematic use. If you see your child using this in a way that you don't think is appropriate, it's interfering with their life, interfering Mm -hmm. with their relationships with other people, then sit down and have a discussion with them, have a big dialogue with them and just say, you know, let's talk about this. Let's keep the dialogue going a lot more listening than talking with your children is the way to go. And just make sure that you do that as the years go on and keep a good handle on what they're looking at because they're children. They're learning. They yeah. need to learn from you. An and you need to like make sure that you are giving them what you think is right and appropriate for these things. And kids like boundaries. Like we, the kids, so they, they respect boundaries. They do. And, and I always tell people, I said, you know, one of the things that's, uh, I don't want to sound mean saying this, but be a parent. Yeah. Yes. You know, be a parent and that's say, best friend. yeah, no, and just true. say, these are restrictions. These are your limits. Give me your phone before you go to bed. Yep. yep. I'm, not, we I'm not your friend. I'm your father. Exactly. There you go. Uh, Dr. John, I, God, I just sounded like my... Yeah, yeah you really, <laughs> you really you sounded did like Mr. Melvin. Oh. All right. <laughs> speaking <you>. of connections, <laughs> now you. on to a celebration of a very special teacher for Teacher Appreciation Day. Chanel flew to her hometown of Wichita, Kansas, and pulled off an epic surprise. They're still celebrating <laughs> for a deserving teacher, Lachey Powell. <laughs> Chanel, that was unbelievable. Can you even hear us? 
Good morning. Good morning. It was so special. I said earlier this morning, I got the assignment, and you know how we travel. So I saw the name, Miss Powell. Okay. And then when I walked into the classroom to interview her, I'm like, oh, we go way back. <laughs> same elementary, same middle school, same high school. So here's why we were here. Originally, our producers found her. She, these amazing students, put this video on TikTok when they surprised her with a Pittsburgh Steelers jersey. She's a hardcore fan. She was so thankful over this video that you see here now. There are, I checked this morning, 10.5 five million views. What? I mean, it's out of control. Oh, so, and that was just the start. So we came here. We surprised you with two tickets to the game Ooh. with Cordell Stewart, who she just loves. From the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> How did it feel this whole morning? Oh my gosh. Overwhelming. Super excited. I mean, just the emotions are just over the top. It's out, it's out, just out of my mind, out of control. I don't even know. The energy in this room, it's you can feel it, can't you? Yeah, you can, you can. And, and I'm in a hallway, right? So I'm trying to process how am I going to go about this thing because I'm having a chance to see it on a laptop from afar. So I'm like, when I walk out and she walks away and I hear the, the, file, uh, the fans going nuts, I'm like... Will you come over here real quick? Before I pass <laughs> Don't pass out. All right, right, right. I have one of, one of those moments. I love great it. time. Great well time. deserved. And guys, you guys saw we are, thanks to Intrepid Travel, she's getting a $5,000 voucher wow. to go anywhere in the world. I can't believe it. Do you know it. where you want to go? Oh, my gosh. I've got ideas. I want to okay. go. Well, I know I've got to go to Pittsburgh, but I don't want to use that for that. And I she's never to been to a game before. Never. Uh, in a never. Game. Wait so you're going to have a lot of firsts. Yeah. Okay. So thinking, keep us posted. I think, yeah, someplace in Europe, maybe. I love it. I love mm. it. Well, guys, this is a special moment for me to mom, come here, and my brother, Pace. Oh, oh, my gosh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Hi, Mom. Hi, babe. I have to tell you, I've been doing this for, what, like 23 years? Yeah. yeah. She's, you've never really been with me on a shoot. Other than the Mother's Day thing. Oh, that's right. <gasps> How can you forget So you can them? say hi to Craig and Jill and Vicky. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hi. Good to see you again, Miss Sheila. Stop looking at yourself. She's looking at herself on the monitor. I can't stop looking at the monitor. Okay. You guys have any questions? Ask Mom. Sheila, it's good to see you again. And my it mom says like hello, Sheila. Hi, Sheila, what's it yeah, like seeing your little Betty girl Joe in action? Betty Joe, oh, I remember. Yes. Did you yes. hear your question? No. What's it like <laughs> watching no. me do all oh, this? Oh, I love it. And we just coincidentally both had on orange, okay? But it's been wonderful with Pace. We're 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 having a great time. Great time. Sheila, you should Can come you on more often. Can you tell that she's a drama teacher? She should come on more often, <laughs> Chanel. Yeah, Sheila is well, on her own show. Here's the deal. We're honoring. She is. We are honoring teachers today and the great teachers at Northeast Magna High School and teachers all around this country. My mom yes. uh, was a teacher. My grandmother uh, was a teacher. And Shay, I think people... Okay, mom. Here. Yep, some of my mom's former students are here. <laughs> so, okay, mom, now I've talked about Shay now. You know, just so here's the, the thing. To bring it full circle... Yes. I know. To bring it full circle, guys, here's the thing. I think the reason why that video resonated with so many people... Mom, I'm talking. Oh. Um, I think the reason why that video resonated with so many people is because we've all had a teacher who changed our life, yes. who believed in us. Yeah. And they saw how thankful you were. And it's not easy to connect with high school students. And they right. really adore you. So let's give it up one more time for Mrs. Papa. There you go. And if you have a, if you have a teacher who has changed your life, let her know. Guys, we're going to send it back to you. Chanel, thank you. <laughs> Sheila, thank you. Pace, Cordell, Miss Papa. Thank you so much. Wichita, Kansas. That's a special place. I know. I know.
Thanks, Hello. Janelle. Thanks, Sheila. Thanks, Faith. Do you have a teacher who changed your life? I, oh, gosh, a couple. A couple. Mr. Brandon, Mr. Mm-hmm. Fanning comes yeah. to mind. How about you guys? Mr. Crawford, my fifth grade teacher. Ms. McCallis, my sixth grade teacher. Really, uh, so many teachers touched me at so many points in my life. And it, I'm so glad we have a whole week to appreciate yeah. them. But really, we should be doing it every day. Yep. My mama, yeah, Spanish and French oh, teacher. So I'll, I'll throw hey, it to wow. mom. Coming up in our series, The Upside, our celebration of teachers continues. I found out what inspired an important mission to bring more diversity into the classroom. First though, Consumer Confidential, a warning about scams that are on the rise, and we're going to tell you how you can protect yourself as well. Third hour of today, right back after this. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is Constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There you go. This morning in our Consumer Confidential, how to protect ourselves from some of the latest scams, both high-tech and old-fashioned as well. Uh, so Vicky is putting on her senior consumer investigative <laughs> correspondent hat back for this segment. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it seems like every day we hear something new about AI, so I guess we shouldn't be surprised that now AI is, is being used for scams. Yeah, the criminals are really capitalizing on artificial intelligence. And one way they're doing it is through voice cloning. It's remarkable. You, your voice, which is on television all the time, the technology is out there, Craig, for someone to capture it with a computer and use all the bits and pieces of everything that you've said to make their own sentences. And so many of us are on social media, too. So it's not just somebody who's on television. You put your voice out there probably in many social media voice. So the big scam they're warning about right now that emergency call, right? Craig, it's Bobby. I'm in jail. I'm in the hospital. I need money. Help me out. The red flag is the urgency and the ask for cash. Anytime you get a call like that from anybody who claims to be a friend or family member, pause. I mean, it might be legitimate, but 99.9% I was going to say, it depends on the friend or family member. <laughs> my family and friend group, it's a possibility. <laughs> it's a possibility. But here's what you should do. Call that person back. Make sure it really is them. You can't even trust caller ID these days because they can spoof a phone number and make it look like it's coming from a number that you recognize. The AARP has a bonus tip here, too. Have a code word for your family so you can be like, hey, what's the code word? Right. And if they don't tell you, Jill, then you know, hey, this person is not in my inner circle. Yeah, because I can only imagine a parent getting a call, oh. pretending that it's a oh, child, saying, we need money, parent. we have your... Mm. I mean, right, how That's scary exactly is that? Right. All right, and you're also warning about a different kind of AI scam. Mm-hmm. So a lot of us are curious about artificial intelligence. You're probably seeing ads popping up in your social media, or you're getting emails, hey, click on this link, click on that link, check it out. Well, as you know, you should never click on a link that is sent to you via text or email that you didn't actively search for. If you do want to search for something, 
Go on Google, type it in yourself, make sure there are no misspellings in the URL, and scroll past the sponsored ads because these scammers are smart. They're hoping you're going to click on a link and it's going to download some sort of malware on your phone or your computer that gives them a backdoor into your information when you're typing in banking information on your on your computer. That That's what happens to my dad every few years. My computer doesn't work anymore. Well, have you been clicking on links? Right. That's probably causing your computer to freeze up. So make sure you go directly to a website if you want to search for anything including artificial intelligence. Tax deadline just passed a few weeks ago. Apparently, that doesn't mean that the tax scammers are finished. Not at all. In fact, they're in high effect right now. The IRS has so many scams. They've actually posted the dirty dozen on irs.gov. One of the most common ones will always be scammers impersonating the government, saying, hey, we're calling you or we're emailing you saying your refund is due or you owe more money and we need information from you. And if you don't, we're going to arrest you or we're going to stop your social security payments, cancel your social security number. Don't fall for any of that. Another common scam this time of year is saying, we can help you track your refund. We just need to set up your account for you. And they're going to ask you for your social security number and other personal information. You can set up your own account on IRS and track your own refund. It's very easy to do at irs.gov. And the last thing you want to remember, the IRS is not going to email you. They're not going to call you. If there is a problem with your tax paperwork, they're going to send you something snail mail. All right. Before we let you go, going um, old school here, what is check washing? Okay. This is on the rise. Check fraud is on the rise. Even though a lot more of us are doing online bill pay, the Treasury Department says they're getting so many more reports of check fraud. And what's happening is criminals are saying, you know, the little flag you put up on your mailbox. Yeah. That's a sign to them. Hey, there might be something in there worth stealing. They take that paper check. They use a chemical like a nail polish remover, wash it clean of the ink that you use, and rewrite that check to themselves. And here's the other thing. Those blue mailboxes are also targets. So you want to make sure you are always going directly into the post office or not putting the flag up when you have to mail something. Never try to mail something overnight because it's just sitting there for a criminal to fish out of the mailbox. Um, Those are the things you can do to really protect yourself. And always check your banking account to make sure the check that goes to Jill Martin actually was cashed by Jill Martin. I mean, people write checks in order to protect themselves from right. online, and now exactly. you're saying it's exhausting. I know. And there are actually Stop. pens you can use now that um, are they resist that kind of check-washing liquid. So that's something to invest into if you write a lot of really paper important. Great tips. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Coming up, in honor of Teacher Appreciation Week, we are going to be shining a light on a program that's empowering black men to enter the classroom. Great story. And then a little bit later, speaking of teaching, by the way, Bill Nye, he has been making science fun for decades. He's here to talk about his new show, and he also has a little lesson planned for us as well. Don't go far, because the third hour of today is back in just 60 seconds. (laughs) One minute. Now this morning, we are celebrating Teacher Appreciation Day with our series, The Upside. So. There's a program down in New Orleans, and its aim is pretty simple. They're trying to bring more diversity and perspective to the classroom by empowering a new generation of educators to stand at the head of the class, to shape young minds. Which ways African-Americans use World War II crisis in order to protest against racial discrimination in America. Teaching more than a career, it's a calling, especially for Jerome Perkins. So you just woke up one morning and you're like, you know what? Guy was like, you need to be a teacher. He called you to it. Yes, sir. Jerome teaches African-American history at Sophie B. Wright High School in New Orleans. When you finally got into the classroom, 
Do you remember what those what those few days and those first few weeks were like? I was scared. <laughs> Just like anything, it's new to me, so I didn't really know what to expect. And I I just didn't want to be bad at it. I just didn't want to be a bad teacher. Jerome and dozens of educators like him got their start with the help of a fellowship called Brothers Empowered to Teach. The goal is to get more black teachers, specifically male black teachers, in the classroom. The most recent survey shows that black males only account for 1.3% of all public school teachers. Larry Irvin is trying to change that. He co-founded Brothers Empower to Teach in 2014. It's a community-based education program for undergraduate college students. Fellows get funding and support. More importantly, they get real classroom experience. Larry's late mother was a teacher. He spent a lot of time in school with her growing up. But as a young man, Larry says his life went down a troubled path with two arrests leading to charges of drug possession and evading police. Larry pled guilty both times and received probation. He turned things around, and after getting the blessing of the school superintendent, he started coaching at his old high school. It just took off. That was a spark. Um, my connection with the, with, with, the, with the young guys, the head coach was like, Larry, have you ever thought about education? Like, Because you would be an incredible uh, teacher. Then he started teaching, but he also began studying. He wanted to understand why there are so few black men who become teachers. Why is it so important to have men that look like me and you in the front of a classroom? Kids are what they see. I don't have to go far to see somebody uh, that looks like me playing football. I have to go far to see a rapper. I can go right out my door and see a drug dealer. Education, being a teacher, leading from the classroom and from an intellectual standpoint, that's a different conversation. Since launching, the program has placed 174 fellows. Right now, they're in New Orleans, in Baton Rouge, with hopes for expansion. Part of the program is nurturing a network. Larry hosts a series of conversations among the fellows called The Cypher. We think we think it from it from a collective black male standpoint, how we're viewed as a group. It's a chance for these young educators to exchange ideas, support one another, and grow. It's working for new teachers like Jerome. It's what you perceive and what you see every day. If I see this every day, that's what I'm stuck to. And for Larry, becoming the change you want to see is a lesson he was taught long ago by his first teacher, his mom. What, what do you think your mother would say about all of this? You got me with that one. She would be quite proud, I would imagine. She was my biggest cheerleader, you know, so. It was like he did it, he turned it around. To say the least. You did. To say the least. What yeah. an incredible his, story. His mom would be quite, quite proud. Um, and here's the thing, y'all. It's, it's working down yeah, there right? in, New, in New Orleans. Uh, program really taking root. Larry says that about 75% of fellows stay in teaching three years or more after they graduate. So not surprisingly, they're, they're trying to take it to more cities now. Yeah, you want to recruit teachers. You want to retain teachers. Yes. And that idea, if you see it, you can be it. It is absolutely true. He did say something that stayed with me. You know, I think oftentimes people think that people don't go into teaching because of the money, because of the, no. because of the pay. No, Sometimes he said not role models, folks, right? folks who go into it understand that you're not going to get rich doing it.
They're called to do it. They see it as a form of public service. So... And you can clearly tell in that story that that's why he's there. Amazing. Thank you. Thank Thank you, you, Craig. When we come back, the great Bill Nye is here. Hey! He's celebrating 30 years being Bill Nye, the science guy, and he has something really fun for us that is in store. And then a little later, we're going to go underground when Rebecca Ferguson fills us in on her intense new sci-fi series. We're going to be right back. Stay right there. So cool. We just got to save it for the camera, Craig. We have a good answer. Our next guest has been educating and entertaining all of us for decades. Bill Nye made science cool for generations of students on that hit show, Bill Nye, the Science Guy. Now Bill's latest series, The End is Nye, teaches us how science can save us from some global disasters. Such a well-done show. Bill, that show is incredible. It it ends kind of apocalyptic each time with you, and then there's a retrack of like, okay, we could have avoided this. Love that. That's right. By the way, the world's ending, but then we could save the world with science. Science. Yes. science. Science. And speaking of science, happy birthday. This is 30 years of Bill Nye, the science guy. It wow, that's be. incredible. Three decades of teaching us about how the world works. Facts. Um, what are people saying to you when they come up to you? What do you hope the legacy of this show will be? Well, the legacy, ideally, we would, dare I say it, <laughs> change the world. <laughs> Clean water, renewable electricity, access to the Internet for everybody in the world. Raise the standard of living of women and girls for a better tomorrow for all humankind. Let's go. That would be the legacy of the show. A high bar to be sure. It's a television show made in a warehouse 30 years ago. With a couple dozen people. Yeah. But it has changed a lot of lives. Oh, man. So people come up to me. The reason I became a physician, the reason I'm a geologist, the reason it's amazing. No, it's overwhelming. I try to get it, but it's... It's amazing. It's it's whelming. So tell us more about the Peacock Show. Yes. So some strange human nature thing. You would think. I don't know if you heard about this. We had a pandemic. We did. Yeah. We did. Yeah. Kind of blocked it out. Yeah. I know. <laughs> uh, you would think that when there's all this trauma in your life, you would watch romantic comedies. It would be Ted Lasso all the time right. or something. But uh, that's not what people did. They were rented contagion. I want more. I want more disaster. How else can the world kill me? And so we made uh, six half-hour disaster movies with the Bill Nye thing, the optimistic view of the future with science. Yes. Right. <laughs> Good job. Yes. Thank, so, you. Thank you for carrying so, us. Uh, uh, that's so what, that's what we did. And we had really, you know, we were in a uh, uh, big studio in Montreal, and we had this great crew. We had this really terrific digital artists that create these crazy. When you're going to have uh, apocalyptic disasters. Yeah. You can't beat digital effects. No, you cannot. Right. Um, <laughs> be before we get, we get into this demonstration, the bow ties, I mean, they have become, uh, it became they've become your signature. I mean, I love them. I mean, every time I see them, I'm like, ah, oh, I'd love that. So when you go, where do you go? Do you go to the Emmys? Um, if it's a good year. And you, you wear a tuxedo. Uh, yes, sir. And then what happens? You wear a... Uh, I wear a bow tie. Yeah, you do. How many of those do you think you have? <laughs> I have... About 500. Whoa. 500? <laughs> they don't wear out, people. 500. You have to tie them a lot. How do you organize them? By so, color? Yes. Okay. Mike, yeah, Mike's going to bring this in because we've got a yeah. tradition here on the third hour. Our co-host, Dylan Dry, she usually explains the science behind the changing of the seasons by using all kinds of yeah, props. But, yeah, that was uh, there. Oh, he had a, uh, the, we had a ping pong ball and an orange. Yeah. We had a meatball and an orange. We had a basketball and a softball. Yeah. Yes. So you're going to continue the tradition even though Dylan's off today. Yeah. That's well, what they told me. Equinox was a while ago. So this is a demonstration we did on the old show. 
the Science Guy show many years ago. So the reason we have seasons huh? is because the Earth's axis is tilted with respect to the sun. Like you're the sun. Okay. The Earth's yes. axis stays the How same as we orbit the sun. And this produces this remarkable effect where we have seasons. So if the sun is, uh, if we had lights bright enough in here to make this work nothing else would be visible so we have to uh use this flashlight okay. whoa look out so if the flashlight's uh oh. hitting the southern hemisphere whoa okay. we're still overwhelming it you guys we're over what we're over we're saturating the video uh if the sun is hitting the southern hemisphere it's bright enough to turn the happy little motor was steady with the solar panel if the sun as we gone as we went around the sun and the other axis is uh, uh, closer to the sun, yeah. Then the uh, northern hemisphere gets more light. Now, under ideal conditions, we'd have a light bright enough to hit the whole thing. But you see how it's saturating the camera even now. Yeah. So anyway, uh, science teachers out there, I recommend this. These things are very inexpensive. They're attached with, dare I say it, science hot, hot melt glue. Oh, <laughs> and so. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, yes, uh, you asked what the legacy of the show would be. It would be great if we had, let's say, wind and solar, geothermal to run mm-hmm. our world, and uh, baseload from fusion power. Yes, no, well, I, you can't be serious. This was sure. such a delight to geek out with you. Thank I, you I have to tell you. Yes. Thank Look you at so that close-up. That's there beautiful. It is. Craig's wow. doing it. Science, Craig. Science! All right, The End is Now. He's streaming oh, yeah. now on Peacock. That is part of our parent company, NBC Universal. All Turn right. it up loud, everybody. <laughs> and up next, from real science to sci-fi, Rebecca Ferguson is here <laughs> to tell us about her epic new series set deep beneath the Earth's surface. Bill Nye's very into it. And then later, show mom you love her in the kitchen how to make some delicious Mother's Day stuffed shells. We'll be right back. Sunshine. Science. 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 Doing it, Craig. This is so much fun. It's a shame I was so bad at science. Hey, guys. Willie Geist here, reminding you to check out the Sunday Sit-Down Podcast. On this week's episode, I get together with my NBC neighbor, Jimmy Fallon, to talk about his 10 years as host of The Tonight Show, reflecting on his long career in comedy, his years at SNL, And yes, landing the biggest job in late night. A little time backstage with Jimmy Fallon. You can get our conversation now for free wherever you download your podcasts. Hi, everyone. I'm Jenna Bush Hager from Today with Hoda and Jenna and the Read with Jenna book club. There's nothing I love more than sharing my favorite reads with all of you, except maybe talking to the exceptional authors behind these stories. And that's what I'll be doing on my podcast, Read with Jenna. I'll be introducing you to some of my favorite writers. These conversations will leave you feeling inspired and entertained. To start listening, just search Read with Jenna wherever you get your podcasts. This morning, we are catching up with an actor who has starred in some blockbusters. Rebecca Ferguson played Ilsa Faust in the Mission Impossible franchise along that guy named Tom Cruise. (laughs) Never heard of him. Who? <laughs> well, she went on to star in hits like The Greatest Showman and the futuristic film Dune. And now Rebecca is back with a new dystopian series called Silo about the last 10,000 people on Earth 
all living deep underground. Her character, Juliet, is searching for answers about a loved one's murder. So it's a romantic comedy. Oh. Yeah. It's happy and actually it's basically science. That's science. We were just talking yeah. about how, how... I mean, it's so relatable. The mm-hmm. fact that he talked about light and the Bill thing. Knight. And I thought, yeah, we had none of that. Um, because it's in a silo, mm-hmm. so it was completely dark. And then I also like the fact that he said, when the world is in chaos, we don't search ourselves to comedy and to, to humor. We actually mm-hmm. want to kind of go deeper go into it. And I went, that's great. So let's try season two one day, <laughs> you know? So tell us about this role, because we just got a sneak peek. Juliet, she's phenomenal. She is a fiercely intelligent mechanic. She is just riddled with... It's a daytime show. I'm trying to make it a bit light and happy. (laughs) She's riddled with the trauma. Um, And she uh, is put in a situation where a loved one of her dies and she wants to figure out the truth, Mm. but gradually unravels one secret after another. And we realize that we're literally living in a suppressed police state Mm -hmm. where lie upon lie has segmented our reality. Oh, so good. Um, I was just looking at some of the clips there. <laughs> yeah. That's a heck of a cast. I saw, I think I saw David Ole- Ole- The Yellow, Ole- yeah. yeah. I saw him there. Tim Robbins is in yeah. this. Rashida Jones yeah. is in Yeah. It. I mean, it's quite the Common. Quite, Common's in it. Yeah. What was it like working with, with all those folks? I mean, and the group chat has got to be epic. Oh, you've heard about the group chat. <laughs> i heard about the group chat. <laughs> the question is, who's not a part of the group chat? Oh. No, it actually started with uh, the mechanical group, so the Down Deepers just to kind of get a good vibe on set. Okay. And we're very sort of familiar. And then gradually, you know, we kind of liked other actors, so they were allowed in as well. And then, But we're very clear that everyone is not allowed, like the writers and the producers. But then I realized that I'm a producer. So gradually it's becoming Expanded. the biggest group ever. What are the love. kinds of things you have in your group It's chat. just mimics and gifts. And, oh, uh, you're just like us. Yeah. <laughs> right? They're just yeah. like us. Yeah. If I could communicate only in gifs, yeah. I would. <laughs> Much easier. And yeah. emojis, right? So, Rebecca, this show, my husband loves it. He loved the book series that it was based on. Yeah. We just started watching it this weekend. It's so realistic, so well done. I actually feel claustrophobic watching because I think about living mm. in a silo with no light and not being able to go outside. Yeah. If you were in a position, apocalyptic, do you ever think about that kind of end of days? And like, what what did you learn from this role that you might take with you if we ever get there? Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, where's the science guy? <laughs> <laughs> um, to be honest, it started, one thing is shooting, right? So you we, we read the script. I loved it because it was energetic and it was cool and it asked me to be in good shape. And it was the philosophy of mind of people being born good and society tames you mm-hmm. or are you born evil and society or the opposite, right? right? Yeah. So there's so much philosophy behind it. But it's until I do the interviews where these questions come and it's like comparing to today's society and what if you were stuck in it? Right. So we've had all of these thoughts and... It was like, what would you do? Where would you live? Like, who would you be? Up top has it easy. Right. It's hierarchical settings, right? But would you enjoy it? Or would you rather have a purpose mm-hmm. in the sense that she is mechanical? Right. And she needs to focus and a drive every day because you'd go mental. Right. Well, Rebecca, thank but, you. And before we let you go, I just want to bring up Mission Impossible Part 1 coming out. But I want to go back to the time that Tom Cruise noticed you oh. and... That guy, oh, sorry. Yeah. that guy, Tom yeah. Cruise, yeah. he noticed you and that's how you got your initial role. Was that a phone call? Tell us how that went down. <laughs> so, yeah, it was. It was, a, well, it was actually a phone call to someone else who then related to someone else who then became the AD who ran up to me and I was on a camel in the desert. And they said, Tom Cruise wants to meet you for mission. And I went, 
You were in on a camel just in your own life. No, no, I was oh. shooting something. Oh, okay. Oh. That's, that was <laughs> that so much okay. cooler. Wait. It's on a camel. <laughs> um, yeah, and then uh, they said, Tom wants to meet you for mission. I remember thinking, yeah, of course. Bring him here. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, cool. an hour later cool. I was meeting him. And it happened. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. You're thank a delight. You and Silo is now streaming on Apple TV Plus with new episodes every Friday. When we come back, why not cook for mom, perhaps on this Mother's Day? Yeah. We're going to whip up a meal. They get this. Costs less than 20 bucks. And your kids can even help prep it. Third hour of today, right back after this. You can eat with us, stuff show. That was so fun. This morning in our Today Table series, a Mother's Day meal for under 20 bucks, folks. Joining us now, author, founder of Fit Cook Meals, Kevin Curry is here. You can scan that QR code at home to get all the ingredients. You can shop along. Always good to have you. Thank you so much for having me. What are we making this morning? We are cooking up something special for Mama. This is a budget. Oh, and just go ahead and tell the people. It's it's amazing. Tell the people. It's it delicious. Amazing. There's no meat in it, and it's easy, and it takes you back to your childhood. Okay, go Absolutely. Yummy. So we're going to start out with some portobello mushrooms caps and the most important thing here is you got to gill it because if you don't gill it it's going to end up being like being like really black right and then after that you're going to dice it up looks like this okay you can also as a swap just buy some chopped up mushrooms as well in goes the mushrooms a little bit of onion okay i'm going to add a sprinkle of salt just to to bring the sweetness sweetness of it and then some garlic yes boom saute this going up I Boom. have so many questions about cooking with All kale. Right. So what were, what no. were we doing here? We're now, breaking this is the kale, but don't do it like that. You're oh, doing this, 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 you know, the long way. You do okay. like this. You strip it. Oh. Look at that. And then you, Ooh. oh, there oh, you go. Oh, that's good. It comes right out. I'm a pro. And then Ooh. just tear it into pieces right into this bowl. Look at you. You're like a kale champion. Keep going. Kale assassin. We should have had you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Get go that. Ahead. Get that. That kale. And Why do you like the dinosaur kale for this, Kev? Dinosaur kale has a really good flavor, and also it doesn't wilt down and get slimy, kind of like spinach maybe. Okay. Wait, so do you eat these? No, you cook no, these no, down. No, no, you take no. this out and I then take just those out. And you can okay. use them for fertilizer or something like that in your yard for if you want to. All right, now let's make the sauce. Okay. Something. So this is I'll some skim over cotta, and we're gonna have some store-bought pesto. Go ahead and put that in. Okay. There. Some store-bought easy. pesto. You're gonna add in your kale, which has been steaming here. It's gonna get down to this. Okay. Right now, here. How long do you cook that for? The kids can help with this part. This entire thing. You're gonna cook this down for about three or four minutes until okay. it gets really soft. Okay. That's that really good. Isn't it? Isn't There's it? No meat in this thing. It tastes like it almost has meat. Oh wait, wait, wait. Put in the rest of it. Oh, and mushrooms. The kale, right? All of it. Mushroom. Yes, the kale, the mushrooms, and this is some thyme and some oregano. Yeah, this mixes this together up. very well. Okay. Now. If you have a piping bag, you can add this stuffing to a piping bag or just okay. use a... Oops. Ziploc bag? Do I just squirt yep. it in there? Ziploc or spoon. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. Thank I see you. Okay. Don't I'm, not okay. I'm not going I'm not there. I'm a little excited. So, yeah, kids can help. I'm a little Mommy excited about that one. <laughs> All right, everybody, let's move on from that part. And then what? You're going to add some marinara to the bottom of this dish. You're going to add some marinara to the bottom. Okay. And then just put our stuffed shells right on top. And then a little bit more drizzle of some marinara. Boom. Top it off with some mozzarella cheese. You're going to bake this in the oven, y'all. And look, it comes out to this. Let me tell you something. This one's How long do you bake it? Roughly. It's about 15, 20 minutes. Okay. But guess what? This entire meal is under 20 bucks for all the ingredients. And meatless. And meatless. And nostalgic. And delicious. So good. Tastes like lasagna. Thank you. Kevin, thank you. Again, you can buy the ingredients for the recipe by scanning that QR code or 
You can also go to today.com slash today table. We should mention today earns a commission from the purchases. Kevin's going to be back tomorrow in the 8 o'clock hour. Yes, do you know what we're making yet? Yes, we're making a salmon nishwa sheet pan. Ooh, yummy. Ooh. We're going to do it tomorrow. Really we'll be right back. <laughs> I love that we got this up. <laughs> Vic, Joe, thank you. Thanks thank for pitching in, helping out. Fun. Tomorrow here on the third hour of today, actor Jody Sweeten will join us live in studio. And coming up on Hoda and Jenna, actor and director director Emilio Estevez stops by. Have a great day, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye, Al. Good luck today. Bye-bye.